This podcast is proudly sponsored by Joro Protein, a Rhode Island plant-based protein supplement company designed for athletes and adventurers. They deliver 25 grams of protein, 5 grams of BCAAs, and 18 essential vitamins and minerals. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's allergen-free, no artificial flavors, no added sugar or stevia, and it has no additional gums, thickeners, or fillers. Right now, you can get 30% off on this podcast with the code JOROBRODYSTRENGTH2022. You can find them at JOROPROTEIN.com. This podcast is brought to you by Phase CBD. That's P-H-A-Z-E. They are a local Rhode Island company who makes and manufactures a wide-ranging variety of CBD products that are formulated specifically for athletes. It doesn't matter if you're a crossfitter, a strongman, bodybuilder, or powerlifter. These products are for you. These products range from tinctures to seltzers to even roll-on applicants. By supporting this business, you're supporting a local Rhode Island business and you're supporting this podcast directly. Please check them out at phasesports.com. Let's get into it. All right. What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. Another special guest on today, Dylan Grenza. Grizenda. Grizenda. Yeah. I, I feel like that's pretty close. Yeah, it is close. It's the GRZ in a row that kind of throws everyone off. The, I feel like people, how, how many times do people get that right first try? Rare? I think it's yeah. pretty rare. <laughs> I think an extra E gets thrown in there, and I think that as you pronounce it, it's pretty much what I get most of the time, so it's like half you let them fly and half of you correct, but... I, I, you know, I don't feel as bad then. No, no, not at um, all. So just a quick overview, and then uh, we're going to get into your rapid-fire questions here. So I met you over at F45 correct. in Cranston, so yep. you're coaching over there. You also do some personal training. You're also crushing uh, Squattober in December yep. past couple <laughs> years, and uh, have some really cool programs that I definitely want to really dive into and talk about because uh, just from briefly looking over them, they're really cool. Um, a lot of different aspects of them that you have versus other other programs have too, which is good. And um, played uh, some baseball. Yeah, and you <laughs> washed up baseball player. Hey, I like it. It's yeah. good. Um, so just to start it off, I'll do the rapid fire questions. So these are mostly for my benefit because I get the most <laughs> entertainment out of them. Yeah, I guess of you could say, but. Uh, but it gets it's good. It gets the conversation going. So uh, starting off, you gave me a, a little insight into this question already. But so we got favorite coffee shop is the first one. Yeah. So I'm not really a coffee drinker. Um, <laughs> however, at the F45 studio we have in Cranston, there's Brewed Awakening, which I found myself, I feel like most mornings after working, kind of going in there and doing some schoolwork. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's so, a good sit down environment there. Yeah. I mean, their smoothies are good. I can't they tell you much have, about their coffee. Yeah. but <laughs> No, that's great. And we were just saying off air, like. Once you start, it's like just game over. Yeah. So if you can Simple hold way. off on as long as possible, do you do like pre-workout or anything? Or I did for a little bit, but really just sticking with like just I'm a big monster drinker. I know it's not much better, but <laughs> so, um, okay. So you're getting the caffeine fix. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, not a lot of pre-workout. Like I'm. I feel like most high energy individual. I think for a lot of people who know me, very yeah. high energy to begin with. So it doesn't really take much to get me going. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. Are you are you kind of like drink it throughout the day type person or do you usually when I stop? wake up I think yeah. like being an early morning person just right out when I get out of bed yeah. um, days like today where I get to sleep in I'll kind of keep it till like early afternoon but usually yeah. it's just morning and I'm uh, I'm setting a bad example I'm, I'm still <laughs> drinking my co- I poured it at noon so I'm drinking it slow but yeah. it's five o'clock I'm still sipping it a little hey, bit but it's doing its job yeah it's doing its job we got the uh, cold brew at um from Custom House Club which is over in Middletown okay, yeah so they we got like a little um. I don't know, the cure, 
kegerator, uh, you sure. maybe call it. Like, uh, you know, as a non-coffee drinker, that sounds right. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we got next question, favorite go-to breakfast. Now, this could be something you make at home. Like, what do you what do you like to make? Or maybe a breakfast spot that you go to, like a restaurant? I'm a big omelet guy, you know. Oh, I mean, load up an omelet, breakfast, uh, broccoli, bacon, cheese. Um, I would say anything with eggs, egg sandwich. Like nice. usually, I'll like meal prep a couple egg sandwiches at the beginning of the week and kind of eat those throughout the week. Really? Yeah. Meal. So do you keep the bread separate? No. So just if you make them at the beginning of the week and you just freeze, freeze them, and then defrost the night before. So the night before, just take them oh. out, put them in the fridge. Yeah, not too bad. What do you use for bread? Uh, I'm just fascinated English, by yeah, this. Yeah, English muffins. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And do, you, and do you pop them like in the toaster oven or microwave or just microwave? We no have uh, it looks like a panini press, but like an egg sandwich maker. We just like can make no it, just bust out a bunch of egg sandwiches Let's in a row. Go. Yeah, what a time to live in, right? I yeah, <laughs> I've never heard anyone prepping that, and it, I mean it makes sense. Like you can buy like the. Uh, what is it, Jimmy Dean, yeah. like pre-made ones? Yeah. So those were good. I did that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. during COVID, I think those were my big like breakfast <laughs> nice. sandwich. Solid. And then omelets is the number one. Do you Let's, make them yourself? Yeah, I make a good omelet. Let's go. Like, I'm not a good cook, but I make a good omelet. <laughs> what about uh, what do you what do you use for a pan? Uh, what do you mean, just like the just normal the style? Yeah, just, just a normal. I don't know, what's regular this? nonstick. Yeah, sure. Do you ever go with a cast iron? No, for omelets. Yeah. Is that like the move? Am I, I mean, messing out on you? I'm, I've been a cast iron guy for a while, and I've I've gotten the skill down with the omelets, but I've had people tell me I'm I'm crazy for it. So right, just want to get your yeah, opinion. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna have to check it out. Look into <laughs> yeah. it. You know, it, it's a it's a whole separate uh I guess rabbit hole of its own is a cast iron. Great. But. <laughs> so coffee and yeah. then the cast yeah. <laughs> cast iron omelet. Uh, so next question. Uh, getting probably a little bit more into health and fitness, but. Who knows? Who knows where it goes? Uh, favorite Instagram accounts. And this could be something that's entertaining, like something you just like to see across the feed. Um, maybe you hate Instagram, you don't, and we can skip the question, or uh, um, something that you like, find inspiring or like educational even. Yeah, I think I'm not a big Instagram guy. I know everyone right now that's listening to the podcast is screaming through their screen that I'm a big TikTok <laughs> guy, which I am. Big oh, TikTok guy. Huge go. TikTok guy. Um, I don't know. Last month, I, I deleted Instagram entirely for the whole month, which was great. Nice. Um, but I think there are a couple of fitness accounts on Instagram that I do like and follow and try to learn from. But TikTok, I mean, comedy, dark humor, like fitness, everything on TikTok. I mean, it's just too good. You got a good algorithm. Yeah, though its algorithm's a little weird, but yeah, it, it, everybody it, fe- it feeds me what I need to. Every, you know, everyone's got some weird stuff on the algorithm. Yeah, I mean, it's fitness <laughs> to like kids getting hurt to being in grad school for athletic training. I have a bunch of athletic training accounts too. So nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, a little bit of uh, everything. Where are you going to grad school? Uh, so I go to Merrimack College up in North Andover. Yep. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um. Any any specific accounts you want to shout out or just kind of whatever comes yeah, across the feed? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll shout out a couple of Instagram accounts. Um, I think kind of what's important to me or what what's crazy to me is these Instagram accounts, uh, most of them don't have more than 5,000 followers. No way. Yeah, okay. So some fitness accounts that I would follow is Tim Kelly. He's a great one. Um, he used what's, to be, what's he out of? Uh, he used to be out of Virginia. It used to be Virginia Performance and Strength, I think, was their main account as a group. But he okay. has his own one. Um, post a lot of really good stuff. Um, Sean Fantuzzi, I'm hopefully saying that right. Uh, another great guy. Let's see. He's out of, I don't know where he's out of, but similar area. I think somewhere down South. Cool. Um, Mike Tucker, who's uh, Villanova for works for Villanova strength and conditioning for their football team. Nice. Uh, also in charge of sprint timber. If you're a runner sprint timber, yeah, that one has not made it to my account. As you can probably tell as a baseball <laughs> player, I was not a big sprinter. Uh, and then Dan Foley, who, uh, he just started his own account, our own, uh, business at rude rock strength, him and his wife. I believe it's his wife. Yeah. Sweet. So okay, yeah, a cool. couple good accounts to follow. How'd you find these guys? Um, the funny thing is 
when you asked me that question to kind of look into it, yeah. uh, I just clicked on one of them and they all follow each other. So nice. I think just like between reposts and being in the algorithm of like these small fitness creators that post really good stuff, That's um, cool. I think they just got recommended. But yeah, it was funny. I just clicked on one of them and then I was like, oh, there's the whole list of oh, all the guys yeah. that I recommend. And they post like a lot of like... Uh like either like athletic training stuff or like strength conditioning stuff. Not just general fitness. I think yeah. it's very broad, but I would say most of it fitness. Some of them just like obviously the mental aspect of just life and just mm. general life advice. But uh, yeah, just I would say general uh, fitness advice. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next question we got is favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. And, and same thing could be like just entertaining, health and fitness, whatever. Uh, I went through a big fad of like listening to Bill Burr. Like he has a good nice. talk, like talk podcast. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll stay away from fitness. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, what's it? Tom Segura, Tom, uh, your mother's nice. house is a great one. Um, and comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are comedy just cause my hour drive to school, like it really gets things flying with listening to kind of comedy. Uh, so Merrimack is in New Hampshire or Central North Mass. Andover. It's right at oh, the okay. line of New Hampshire. Like I think another 10 minutes north and you're in New Hampshire. Gotcha. Okay. So it's about an hour 15 drive there and back or an hour and 15 drive to school. Is that, is, is most of your drive podcast? Um, yeah, I think now that I've done it so much, some of it's silence to be honest. Like I, I, the, yeah. I believe that yep. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I still have a pretty good drive, but, uh, There'll be days where I'm just like, I just need silence and just yeah. need to just think. Especially and on just, test days. I'm like, yeah, I don't need anything else coming nothing in. Because <laughs> you throw in cool. some comedy or anything else in my head, and I'll be thinking about <laughs> the rest of the day. I had, uh, when I was living in Newport, I, I worked at Performance Physical Therapy, and there was a couple of exercise techs there. And like, oh, what do you listen to in the morning? Or what do you listen to today? I'm like, uh, nothing. I just like <laughs> silent drive. They're like, are you a psychopath? Uh, I'm like, maybe a little bit. Yeah, when you do be. it so much, you're like so deconditioned to yeah. the whole experience. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I haven't heard too many people say that, so I like that. Yeah. Um. So mo- mostly, uh, just and- comedy. Like comedy, I think, just yeah. light, like just getting away from fitness and just like, yeah. I don't know, especially during COVID Something and everything different. else. Like just that lighthearted, like get me through. No road rage. No nothing. Right. Just keep it lighthearted. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. And I, I definitely want to come back on uh, to graduate school because I'm definitely really interested in that. Yeah, of course. Uh, but next rapid fire, we got uh, favorite books. And this could be um, – I know we talked about this off air too. Um, you're probably probably deep into like a textbook yeah. for grad yeah. school. But maybe something you read recently or if it, or if it literally is just you're just like bound up in school. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a fine answer too. Yeah, obviously now it's it's the textbook. Um, but during COVID and pre-COVID, there was a couple books that I read. I don't remember any of the names of them, but one of them was written by Michael Phelps's trainer. Um, oh, cool. And he talked a lot about how to keep an athlete engaged, especially at that level. Um, and that's a good read. Uh, again, I have no idea what the name of it is, but I'm sure it comes up. Let's see if I can pull it up. Yeah, it was written probably in the last 10 years. Um, but it's like, yeah, just cool stories. It wasn't like anything too crazy. Um, uh, beneath the Surface? What's it look like? Let's see. Uh, I think there's a couple of them. No Limits, The Will to Succeed, Beneath the Surface. I, no Limits, The Will to yeah, Succeed that's sounds it. really familiar. Right, so cool. I'm going to say that that's it. Maybe, that, maybe um, that's it. And then what's Dan Carnegie's? Uh, if you look up uh, How to Make... How, how to, to Win, win Influ- a yeah. Friend's Influence. Yeah, that's that was, a good yeah, one, too. That's a great one. Um, that's are, one I feel like I probably should reread because I read it a while ago. Yep. I probably forgotten everything about it. I would say those <laughs> are like the two books that like have sat on the top of the shelf that every once in a while I'll go either go back and read a chapter or kind of go back and like they, everything's highlighted and that's important to me. So I'll just kind of go back. Oh, nice. Yeah, read read what I highlighted. Um, the gym I one of the gyms I go to, I go to F forty five, drop in yeah, from time to time, course. bring the bring the fiance with me. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the gym I go to, 
in uh, Providence, Cross of Providence. We just started a book club. Okay, yeah. And uh, one of the books uh, reading right now is I'm gonna blank on the name. Eric Greetings is the author. It's um who's a Navy SEAL. Um, uh, Resilience is the name of the book. Yep. Um, but I bought the hardcover or soft cover through Amazon through like they have options like ten bucks for brand new like a hardcover, eight bucks for soft cover, and then it was like ninety nine cents for like a used book. I'm like. I mean, sure, whatever. <laughs> Why not? And I so I just came in yesterday, and there's like highlights and notes all over it. I'm like, oh man. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, maybe this is not bad. Someone no, kind of did the yeah. work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. For me, like I'm initially hearing that, and it's like, if something's highlighted that maybe that didn't catch your attention, like yeah. I'm reading into that a little yeah. bit. You know, I'm going back a few lines, going through it again. So that's cool. Yeah, I like not that. a bad thing. And it's not something I I really do much. But yeah. I did in my textbooks, but and like actually reading. So I like that. That's yeah, cool. Of course. Um. You a big nonfiction guy? Like, is that? I'm big nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't read too. Much. I think the last fiction book I read was Harry Potter, yeah. which is a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I might. I might uh, get back into it at some point because I know a lot of people, really smart people, that are like big into fiction. So, but it just hasn't really caught my interest recently. So, Not yet. yeah. How about you? Uh, I think down the road I can see myself yeah. being a big fiction guy. Yeah. You know, after the coffee, after yeah. everything <laughs> yeah. else, we'll go back to fiction. So <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, so we got two more questions here for rapid fire. So any, um, and, and it's just like Christmas area, yeah. um, Christmas time right now, but been anywhere recently, travel plans, anything like that? I have not. So we traveled obviously for baseball, but that doesn't, you know, nice. we yeah. stay in the hotel room and, you know, don't explore. But when I graduated, I really wanted to travel a lot. My dad yeah. used to travel a ton, uh, with business. And, you know, when I graduated, I was like, Oh, I'm going to travel a bunch with him. Then COVID happened and you know, his job kind of changed and everything's virtual now. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I have not, um, you know, I'd really like to go to Nashville. That's like the big Sweet. one. Yeah. Nashville's kind of on the top of the list. You can get there pretty cheap, no, too. It, yeah, yeah. There's, I, I think, like, there's probably at TF Green, there's some like nonstop flights that yeah, are pretty cheap there. Yeah. So, I'm hopefully summertime. I think that's yeah. like people like you can go. go now, but you know, I, I want to go midsummer. You know, yeah. when it's packed. Like, let's be honest, I want to get the full experience. Do you like country music? I do. Oh, that'd be a great place to go. Yeah, of course, a lot of live music there. Yeah. I, I went there, I think, two or three years ago. And we had a blast. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Cool. All right. So let's get into a little bit of the meat potatoes here. Of course. So starting with, so some of the overarching themes, obviously I want to get into your programming, but I kind of want to backtrack a little bit and get into, um, and and your athletic training, uh, graduate school right now, but kind of how you got into like athletics and fitness, maybe starting with your background, um, and and probably baseball is how you got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously baseball player growing up, um, Love baseball. Baseball was like everything to me. Um, and I think start in high school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, started when I was t-ball, pretty much three years right. old on. Yeah. So uh, my dad was a baseball player, college baseball player, and I think that got passed down. And I had a couple older cousins who really loved baseball, and to be uh, to kind of experience things with them, like that was kind of our middle ground. Uh, you know, the competitive side of me on top of being able to spend time with cousins. Um, but yeah, baseball was everything to me. I think uh, fitness started to bleed in when. Uh, this is where bodybuilding.com and, and bodybuilders really started to blow up, especially with social media starting to come out. Um, so it was one of these things I was like, oh, like fitness can allow me to be a better baseball player. And that's when baseball players then, you know, professional baseball players started talking about working out, getting bigger, getting stronger. So I think that's where it started to bleed into. And then uh, obviously was fortunate enough to play at University of New Haven in Connecticut. Um, 
and I think the between the strength and conditioning coach Paul Spada, so the strength and conditioning coach now at uh, Bridgeport. A little shout out to him. Nice. Um, and then our athletic training staff really meant a lot to me. I think they were mentors and almost uh, they were really good mentors to me. Nice. Uh, I think that's where it kind of once I graduated, I was like, you know what, these people meant so much to me, yeah. and and really changed my athletic experience. That that's what kind of pushed me to go in that direction. That's cool. Yeah. I think I was just talking about this with someone the other day about how you really take for granted as a college athlete. I didn't play any college sports. I just did intramural yeah. like hockey and worked out and stuff like that. But um, as a college athlete, you really take for granted once you're out of that situation, the ability to just like have that athletic trainer, like whenever you need them, just yep. like work on injuries, it's like tightness, stuff like that. Yep. And then once you're out of school, you're like, oh, I wish I had that, especially if you're still in a fitness world, yeah. yep. you know? Um, so that's really cool. What, what was it like? Um, for in in college at New Haven, as far as like the strength and conditioning side of things with baseball, like what was your kind of normal like routine like on a weekly basis? Um, we did three days a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, programs were great. Um, it was kind of broken down into like three groups, so to say. So obviously, pitchers got their own workouts. So position players had their own workouts. Um, and then program was written. We get it on sheets. Um, you were usually four week cycles. And depending on how you were with certain lifts or kind of where you were strength-wise, like you'd follow the program generally. But if you weren't ready to touch the barbell for the barbell squat, you're doing goblet squats or something like that. But nice. um, I really thought the programming, like I still, you know, when I graduated and became a personal trainer, went back and looked at a couple of our old programs that I had like saved in my backpack. Yeah. And I thought the program was great, to be honest. I think uh, awesome. obviously again, going back to Paul, he was a great guy. He was a good strength and conditioning coach. Um, That's cool. But 6 a.m. lifts, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Or Friday, it's kind of depending on that third day fl uh, flux between uh, when we were free with practice and stuff. Did you guys do so with practice? I'm guessing you got a lot of like your agility and speed work. Yep. Did you do much of that also in the gym, or is it more focused on like strength building? Uh, so it was it was the normal warm up mobility right off the gate, and then plyometrics. Like whether nice. we went down, we used to call it the core room, but it was like an old racquetball court. Nice. Um, and we'd do med ball stuff down there. Um, we'd sometimes do ladders, but it was a lot of just med ball, like plyometrics and stuff like that, and then into the strength stuff. That was kind of how it was formatted. That's great too, because I'm sure with baseball, like rotational stuff is going to be huge. Yeah, yep. So med ball is a great way to yeah. use that. Yeah, when they said core room, you're like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Ten minutes circuit of med balls. But it was fun. It was great. You know, it made That's us a cool. bunch of good players. Uh, jumping ahead a little bit, do you feel like a lot of the stuff you're doing at F45, is there a lot of similar drills? Because just from going to some of the workouts, they use like the med ball and there's a lot of rotational stuff. Yeah, I think uh, for me, taking classes and when I started getting into F45, like I was quick to tell everyone, like, I feel like I'm back in athletics. Like, nice. I think I did take a step out of it when I was that one-on-one -on -one trainer for three years. Sure. Um, but getting back into F45, especially with, you know, in this program right now, Fridays are quarterbacks, so kind of football-oriented nice. programs. I think it is very athletic-based. Like, it makes me feel like I'm back in athletics and that college experience. And the whole, like, everybody there is almost like a team. Yeah, team yeah, it really is. Cool. It really is like that. That's awesome. Yeah, we're all grinding together, right? It's yeah. that's what brings, you know, athletes together is getting through those tough workouts and being like, Hey, we all did that together. That's cool. Um, with with those workouts too, when um when you're at New Haven, was there anything they advised you to kinda like stay away from? Because just from some of the stuff I've heard, like obviously with cross we were like, Okay, the snatch is cool, but like that's not something we'd probably give it to like a baseball player because like this we have to protect the arms, yeah, like, of especially course. throwing. I, I can't speak for uh pitchers just because they had their own workout and yeah. I never really saw those. But what position were you? 
I was a sh- uh, middle infielder, so shortstop, nice. second base. Cool. Um, but I think for us, like we, nothing that we stayed away from specifically. I think that we just used modification. So, uh, big trap bar, like we did barbell deadlift every once in a while, but majority was trap bar. Yeah. And then with the bench press, we had that bar that had the neutral grip, and we'd only ne- really neutral grip press or floor press. Cool. It wasn't okay. like we we never bench press with a straight bar. Yeah. But it was predominantly if we were going full range of motion with neutral grip. If we were going f- with the straight bar, it'd be floor press. But yeah. again, nothing was ever talked about like you can't do this. Right. I think at individual levels, there were certain players, like we had one player who really squatting, barbell squatting, and um, anything with a barbell, so it was back squat or front squat, really bothered him that he would go and goblet squat and do other stuff just do for him. Thing. But at, the, at the, the whole team level, no, it wasn't anything that we needed to stay away from. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, sounds very individual basis based on like what yeah, each player Yeah, they gave needs. us modifications on, on what was needed for us and what our goals were. That's awesome. Um, so where where was the transition? What did you study at uh, New Haven? So I was bio-pre-med at New Haven. That was my undergrad degree. Got my bachelor's in. Very cool. Yep. That sounds tough. That's what everyone says. I think it was a, <laughs> it was a competitive program. Yeah. Um, I think for me... Like, I was not very good at chemistry. Like, anything chemistry. Oh, chemistry was my worst subject. (laughs) Usually that's what most PT says. Um, So I was the same way. I really struggled in chemistry. Um, But it it was a challenging but good program. I think just what shocked me is when I graduated, it was like, well, what can you do? And it's like, well, it's more of a stepping stone program. I was like, oh, that's great. Right. So I was like, it really left me high and dry there. (laughs) Yeah, that's something I feel like colleges don't do a great job of with is is just as in general i don't know if they're better at it now but like okay what are you going to do at the end of the four years yeah. is like with this degree yeah specifically so. and I don't, I don't know if it's the difference between new haven and merrimack or undergrad or grad but i think with the grad program i'm in now it's totally different like yeah. they're setting you up even in the first semester of the grad program for what it looks like once you graduate totally so, yeah which is great that's awesome yeah i noticed especially with the undergrad degree i had was kinesiology yeah and a lot of people, like classmates of mine, are just like they get to the end of the four years, like, huh, what do I do with this? Yeah, <laughs> like, this is a cool piece of paper. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, frame it and it right. goes right on my wall. And what, now what? What now? Because it's almost like a stepping stone, like a start of the degree, but yeah. like, okay, well, what's the next step? Yeah. And there just wasn't a lot of just at that time, like maybe guidance. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's so. When did you uh, find out that you wanted to go into athletic training, or when did you decide? Um, so I was a big PT guy. Like that nice. was, I think, when I went into my undergrad and pretty much through my most uh, most of my four years of my undergrad, I was like PT. PT is the way to go. Yeah. Um, and then I graduated, and same thing. I was looking at jobs, and they're like you can work in a lab handing test tubes from one to one person to another. I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, so continue to work as a personal trainer, um, mm-hmm. and then. Just kind of how the experience went as a personal trainer. And then I was uh, kind of a mentor of someone else of mine who is close to me. Nice. Um, who's actually my clinical preceptor this last fall, uh, semester. Um, kind of was like, hey, you know, let's let's talk. Let's figure out what you like. And, you know, I've been in the industry for a while. Like, let's talk it out. Um, and at the end of that hour-long conversation, she was like, hey, I, I think AT is more of your route. I think on what you like, what you're going for, like what you jive with is more AT than PT. Um, and that was kind of, I don't know, that was it. That was the rest of everything we picked up very quick after that. But um, I don't know, like I think I did very similar PT stuff at my old job, at my old personal training job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just that need to go back into athletics and especially the mentorship that I had as an athlete, I was like, I want to be that person. You know, yeah. I really want to make a difference into the, in these athletes. 
That's really cool. Yeah. Where are you at in your grad program right now? So I'm in my second semester. I uh, just finished my second semester. Nice. Uh, let's five. So I graduate in spring of 2024. Nice. Uh, of let me math again here. Yeah, five. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Are you doing a lot of um like on the field training right now too, or is it mostly just in the books? Uh, and so we just had to do 150 hours. It was, uh, you needed to do 150 hours for the fall semester and we were all spread out throughout high schools. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was, you know, I, I think I finished with 250, 250 hours of clinical experience. So it was good. It was a good fall. Nice. Anywhere around here? Uh, I was up in Dedham. So Dedham. at Nobles okay, in Greenboro, cool. Cool. which is a private school up there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, so you've been also working as a trainer Yep. Kind of along the, along the, like that whole time. When did you start doing that? When did I become a trainer? Yeah. Uh, this was my end of my junior year in college. Um, someone just kind of showed me the NASM program or the certificate certificate. And I was like, Hey, this is something that I think at the time was like $200. Um, so studied for like six weeks, took the test, passed, and then, uh, was trained, I think a total of like five people through my junior and senior year of college, but it was just enough to get my foot in the water. Yeah. Yeah. That I was the same way. Like I got my, um, CSCS after I graduated and then for my first like year, I don't even know if I did my third year, my first two years of, um, grad school at PT, I probably trained like one person yeah. a week. Yep. <laughs> just, was, like, just a little just bit. Just enough to just like, like be yeah. that. Yeah. Like I'm I'm kind of busy with all the work, uh, but it it was fun. Yeah. Like doing it. It was enough to pay for gas and a little yeah. bit of like Taco Bell or fast yeah, food. Right? Whatever yeah. we're eating yeah. at the time. Yeah. Which is not healthy. <laughs> no. We had like a little subway like right out, right outside the gym. So I was I was big uh five dollar foot long meatball go. sub guy. There you go. Enough <laughs> to pay for one of those. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, that's cool. Uh and so when did you get into F forty five? Ah, uh, let's see. I think it's coming up on a year, so I think February of last year. Nice. Yep. Okay. What and what was the what drew you into that? I had a bunch of life changes. So um, I think with grad school starting up, I think um, leaving my old job, which was a one-on-one personal trainer, yep. um, I was just ready for something different. Um, nice. And F forty-five was something that was really blowing up in Connecticut. Um, obviously, I'm sure with CrossFit's the same way, but. Um, a lot of athletes that I played at New Haven either went CrossFit or F45. So uh, I dabbled in CrossFit, so I kind of checked that box. Nice. I didn't know anything about F45. So seeing everyone post about F45 and seeing these former athletes really enjoy it, I was like, all right, well, done CrossFit. I've done the one-on-one personal training. Let me check out F45. Yeah. Um, so someone kind of pointed me to F45 and Natick, who's also the same owner of Cranston. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's all. I'm yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll bounce around. Like I've done the Orange Theory, yeah. F45, try a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it's all good. Yeah. It's all good stuff in its own way. Different. Like, but I think I think especially the really popular programs like the Orange Series, F45s, like and we'll talk about this in another way in a second, but like the programming sound. Yeah. No, it is. It's good stuff. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> there's smart people programming yeah, these yeah. classes. It's not like someone woke up and threw a bunch of things yeah. like together. No, these are months in advance put together. Yeah, it's it's really well done. Yeah. And coming from like someone like you or me, like yeah. looking at it from the outside, like, wow, right. like that was a really good way yep. to do that. Like yep. it's funny that, that we share that because <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, Oh, that I like how they did that. Yeah. It's and I like and I like I teach small, like really small group classes here and I'll sometimes like pick pieces of like what I find like yep. oh I like I like that scheme. I like the way they like did that imam 
or whatever, yep. like, and I'll, I'll use it or, or borrow it or steal it, whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. for me, it was leaving that one-on-one setting. I think, so I, I trained a ton of clients with that one-on-one setting, but then when I was going back to grad school, I was like, I want to train as many people in less time. How do I do that class setting? So I was like, I think That's I'm ready cool. for that change. Yeah. And in a way, it's almost back to like your sports, like, um, like in the weight training yeah. room. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so getting to your programming. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this a little bit off air too. So you're, you've done the Squattober, you've done the December, yep. which I just found out about. I know that they've probably been running Squattober for a while, but I just found they're, out about it, uh, this year. This is their, they're under a decade. I think both of them are going on like their seventh year. I think Squattober, this was their seventh year and I'm going to guess December is similar to it at least five or six years. Do you feel like they blew up? more this year or did i just catch wind of it were they, were uh, they pretty so big tough. last year it's uh it's so i learned about it because my strength and conditioning coach uh going back to that guy paul yeah um he did it my junior year of college okay and he okay. was i was like we all saw him because he never really worked out or at least we never really saw him work out yeah um i think he was kind of like a three or four day guy but he was starting to work out near our hours which was early morning sure and he was always squatting we're like what is going on and he's like oh i'm doing this program called Squattober. um and we, i don't know that's where i saw it um and i said obviously when i graduate like i'm gonna do it like that's when i'm gonna be able to fully do it from start to finish have they blown up uh, their numbers? They post their numbers at the end of each month. And okay. I think it's a, it's been a slow Steady. progression. Yeah. I think that just this, just between people posting it that we know, yeah. like, it seems yeah. like it's really blown up. Yeah. I think for me, like having, we did a Squattober with a group of 15, like every one of us who all know each other, all posting it really caused a lot of people to ask questions on what it really was but sure. i don't know i mean i think the numbers have just been a really good slow yeah. progression to to where they are now it's yeah it's really cool and then for people who don't know basically and you could probably explain yeah. it maybe better than me but they they started in october yep and they release a program every day yeah so so it's you're lifting you're squatting every day it's a barbell squat every day monday through friday um, so if this is Squattober, you're squatting, uh, every day, Monday through Friday, the workouts get posted at noon the day before. Um, and everything's percentage based, they're full body workouts. Um, again, you get the weekends off. Um, but again, it, it's posted. I think that's the, the fun aspect of it where for some years and years past, I've done it at 8am every day. Yeah. So I'm doing the workout, not knowing the next day's workout or vice versa. This year I did all the workouts in the afternoon and I'm doing the workout and I already know what tomorrow is. So right. like tomorrow's like 90% for whatever. I'm like, great. This great. thinks I'll probably go tomorrow. a little bit easier today. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, it's, it's written by, so Squattober is written by Aaron Osmus, who's the strength and conditioning coach at university of California. Um, dead summer is written by Daniel McKim, I believe is his name who trains Highland game athletes. Um, and, and both of them are super smart. I mean, you can tell yeah. what they're programming and, uh, I know a lot of people here, you know, squatting every day or deadlifting every day for a month. Um, but there's there's reasons. There's uh, there's a lot of thinking that goes behind it. Yeah, so. there's ways. You, the first time I heard the concept of yeah. squat every day was um, was a uh, Corey. I forget his last name. Um, he was running the uh, Muscle Farm company for a while. I think I heard it on maybe like one of the Barbell Shrug yeah. podcasts, something like that. But there are people who run programs like that. Yeah. And there's a way to do it. No, there, there's, there's a proper a, way to yeah, do it. Yeah, there's ways to do it. I mean, there's, you know, you'll see like Wednesdays are usually like kind of deload days where mm-hmm. it's like two by two at 60%. But yeah. the main main Just focus move. of the goal is to, to PR. I mean, you, yeah. you're you supposed to test, try to max out before the month starts. So if you're doing Squattober before October 1st, and then the last day of the month, 
the last Friday of the month, you're, you're maxing out. And they have even then, that's still prescribed. You're working 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 92, 95, 100. So, uh, but that is the goal is to, to PR in that movement. That's cool. Yeah. So it could even be like, like you said, if you miss out the month, because they do delete the workouts like the day after Correct. or yep. something like that. The, the, the next day, so for for January 1st, all the dead summer uh, programs will be gone, or workouts will be gone. And it, I feel like they already start deleting them like even before that. Like the ones With Squatchover on, this year, they did. They did. Because I, I, sat, I sat there on the last day. I go, I'm just going to screenshot them on the last yeah, day. And yeah. I started to, and I was like, they're ha- a quarter of them are gone, which is fine. The yeah, program's yeah. free for those who don't know. So it's fair. Like, yeah, if, totally. If you're screenshotting it throughout, like it's it's a fair compromise to. And you, and like you were saying off air, so you can just, it costs 20 bucks if you want. I believe it on yeah, pen and like paper, that. on pen and pa- the, I think it's pen and paper strength app is the website. Yeah. You can buy them for like $25. And yeah. they have, I think, Going back to, yeah, so Squattober was 2015. That was the first year. Okay. Um, so that's going on year seven, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, the whole novelty of it is like, oh, they're posting a workout tomorrow. It's on Instagram. It's free. And then it's like deleted at the end of the month. And like every, there's so many people like throughout the last probably the world like doing that same program. Yeah. It's cool. For uh, Yeah. So if you go on on their Instagram accounts, they they will repost as many people as they can. So yeah. it's I've never seen Instagram story. <laughs> Like the bar be so small because you're like just pounding away (laughs) trying to get through them. Um, But it is cool because you see like with Squatober, it's a couple funky workouts. So they almost took like, I would say the CrossFit style of like AMRAP. So which they've never done in the past for Squatober where like it was days of 90% as as many doubles as you can in 10 minutes, which is very similar to CrossFit. Yeah. Um, And to see how many, one, how many sets you got and then kind of your bar speed and how it looked and felt. And then you go on the Instagram stories and you're like, oh, I mean, this person got eight just like me or their bar speed was similar to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of this all in, we all grinded this together type of deal. That's cool. And did did they even like write? Because I did. I only did some of the workouts yeah. for it this year. I didn't yeah. do the full program. But did they even write in like keep your bar speed high? Because I know um, they write notes they, and yeah, and they try there. to. I think like they with that workout. No, they didn't. Um, but they do kind of throw in the notes of like. So this is obviously um, for dead December test yeah. days Friday. So today's workout oh, and tomorrow's workout is singles, and they did put you know an asterisk. Move yeah. as quick as you can. Yeah. So today was eighty percent for one. Move it as quick as you can. Tomorrow's seventy percent for one. Move it as quick as you can. Yeah. And then this this Friday is max out. Yep, yep. So just just testing deadlift. So just work up to a heavy single, which really good. Did you did you do dead summer this year too? Yeah, so I'm about to finish up dead summer. Yeah, Let's go. yeah which has been great. That's great. Yeah. How, how'd you do um, with Squattober this year? Squatto, I thought the program was one of the better ones written. Nice. Unfortunately, I think on week three, like I kind of really tweaked my hip. I was just getting lazy with warm ups and taking care of my body. Um, so instead of maxing on the last day, I hit a heavy single and then worked down for 315 for an amp wrap. Sweet. Yeah, which was still fine. I loved it. I think what made this year's experience great was, again, that group of 15 that we had. Because getting away from, you know, Instagram, it's the people who, you know, we had this one guy who was doing the workouts at 5 a.m. every day. And he's sending a, you know, 545. Guys, it's tough. Like, good luck with this. And you're like, I'm just rolling out of bed, man. Like, but good for you. You know, he, he was grinding. And I think... So we also then all tested. So I think we had nine people go into the gym and all PR. 
right in that Unreal. last day. So uh, I think it's great. Vibes are high. Yeah, we're like all that. wearing our, you know, uh, Squattober shirt that we bought from the website and vibes are high, music's loud. <laughs> like it was great. I think that aspect of it is really fun. That's fun. And yeah. their, their logos are sweet, which like I want to get into your programs next because I feel like, and you and you can tell me obviously all about it, but like when I was looking through your programs last night, as I was like kind of like getting ready for the uh, podcast, I'm like, wow, this like reminds me of like the same vibe of like yeah. Squato over December. So obviously, uh, you can tell the inspirations there. <laughs> um, going back, just a little fun tidbit yeah. is for all my country music fans, uh, Zach Brown band, uh, Zach Brown, the the singer, yeah. on one of his guitars has a Squattober sticker on no his way. guitar. He has. Two years ago, he posted a decent amount about it. I don't. I'm huh. guessing he still does it. I think he's on his Instagram mentioned it here and there. But like two years ago, he like most of the workouts posted, and he does have a sticker on one of his guitars. It's just the mustache, which was like That's the cool. original Squattober yeah. uh, logo. That's cool. Yeah. Um, recent kind of similar story. I went to a um, Kip Moore concert yep. in East East Providence. I guess right over the line, Providence. Um, At what venue? W- whatever venue that's called, okay. right there. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of it, but uh, Matt Frazier was there. Just that, you're like, hey, hey, Matt. He's like, hey, what's up, Matt? Just gave him a fist bump. He's like, yeah, just enjoying the show. Yeah, just doing, you know, just Matt Frazier, just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> Who is? I mean, for most people would know, but he's like the the goat of CrossFit. He like won more. Yeah. I think he won more than Rich Froning. But yeah, uh, correct. He yeah. is last, or I think he has one more win than Rich. Yeah. And, yep. So just any his um, fiance. I think they're still fiance. Sammy is a Rhode Islander, I believe. I um, believe so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, and he's from Vermont, so he's still in yeah, the northern area. East Coast yeah. guy. Yeah, but um, interesting country and fitness mashup. Yeah, there. it's crazy. So, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so one of the ones, that I'm, and you have it in front of you right here. Correct. So we got the uh, Jurassic Park yep. and the uh, the ASS is is uh, highlighted is highlighted there, so you can see uh, for the video for the YouTube. Get the we get the dinosaurs with the big butt cheeks. <laughs> so this is obviously a, like a glute or like a squat. Yeah. So there, I have bad day to be a bench, which is predominantly upper body or an upper body focus, and then Jurassic Park, which was the lower body focus. But they're both full body workouts. Um, it just really comes down to are you trying to put more mass and strength upper body? Or are you trying to put more mass and strength lower body? But cool. again, they're they're both full body programs. Um, but yeah, the whole focus was what I took from Squattober and December was here's on kind of just on paper, they're tough workouts. I mean, anyone who's done Squattober or Dead Summer even just does one of the workouts, go. they're brutal. They're tough. They can be tough. Um, but the fact of, if you look at some of the Squattober warm-ups, it's walk into the gym acting like a T-Rex or, you know, try <laughs> to pull the door open with your butt cheeks. Like, this, like, <laughs> welcoming warm-up kind of intro, and then the recovery is eat as many cookies as you can or try to eat a, a bowl... A, uh, have a thing of ice cream with your opposite hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so just having that like aspect of like, it's a good program, but you're getting to general population by not making it scary. So I think yeah. obviously there's the, the funny cartoon and everything's handwritten. So, you yeah. know, I, I went into an app, wrote it all out by hand. Um, bunch of doodles. You'll see some funny jokes thrown in there or at least. Uh, Do you draw fun. these? Yeah. Yeah. That's my hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. That's a fantastic, uh, triceratops. Yeah. Right so I, I obviously just looked up, you know, uh, <laughs> dinosaur cartoon and just kind of kept going until it went well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, I think there's some jokes, some good jokes thrown in there and, uh, I don't know. It's welcoming. It's right. That handwritten aspect, I think, gets away from, as we were talking about before the podcast started, that you buy the program. Um, 
we don't have to dive too much into him, but Joel Seidman, I don't know if you follow him on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. I bought one of his programs. I think it's 85 pages long, um, if what? I'm being honest. I think there's 25 pages of everything about the body. I thought it was a textbook. And then it ends with five pages of why you should buy everything else from him. Um, and I was just like, this is way too much. Because when you open the PDF, right, I mean this is now there's just good notes and there's different files that you can save. But every time I opened up the PDF, it was back at page one. So I'm like scrolling through 30 uh. pages to get through day two to day three. And I was just like, no, keep it handwritten. Um, keep it simple. And um, yeah, I don't know. I had, I had fun with it. He's an interesting guy. He's, he's definitely, I would say polarizing in like the PT, like fitness world. Yep. Joel Seidman, just because he has very um, uh, different, Strong opinions, yeah, yeah, very strong, strong opinions, yeah, very strong opinions on, on very black or white. He's a smart gab, yeah, and, and and I think that's there's a lot of people out there because on Instagram you get rewarded for being black or white, it's so what it like is. It, huh. it it makes you more popular. But I think it, a he's lot a, of the stuff is in the gray area. He's a great business, <laughs> great businessman. I'll put it yes, that way, right? Yes. I mean, let's just call it like it is. He's yeah. he's a great businessman, um, and that's right. He he yeah. knows what to do on social media. <laughs> so right. no, this this is great, and like. Another thing, I, obviously, like the simplicity is awesome. It's like you said, it's handwritten, which makes it like seem very easy to like. Okay, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. It's um like easy barrier to entry. What's cool on uh um like the Squatober on Instagram too is when you when you click on it, like sometimes it's almost like a puzzle. Like like what does this workout mean? Yeah. Like yep. and uh. And my friend put it funny. He's like, hey, if you can't figure it out, you guess you can't do it. So it's just like, sorry. Yeah, they obviously <laughs> with Squat Tover, it being around Halloween time. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was, I think, uh, choose your own, I think is what they call it, a choose your own adventure workout. So yeah. um, you could have done, you needed to hit 21 reps. So you could do three sets of seven. You could do, what was it, five, five, five. I don't know. So like if yeah, five, 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 six, yeah. or there was another one. Um, and it was obviously a heavier percentage. Um, but like that was the thing. I think the sevens was dancing with Pennywise or something like that. So they <laughs> add those themes and um the the big dead summer one that's come up is uh narwhal, like the narwhal's the name of it. It's uh like the whale? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know what where that started. I don't know if I'm missing a joke. I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. I, there's definitely some inside yeah, jokes. Yeah, I think to those. there's there's probably a joke that's going over my head in that sense, but you know, with the eccentric workouts it's always gone debbie downer uh obviously the the typical powerlifting uh sets and reps of five by five it's the arby's five by five deal so like <laughs> little like jokes like that for the names as well which kind of for those who do de- dead December or squat tober multiple years when you see you know you click on the uh, it's it just posted you click on it and it's uh you know debbie downer you know immediately okay this is going to be an eccentric day that's right? cool so you kind of you see returns again. The seesaw always comes back every year. And for dead summer, there's dice rolls. You roll for what you need to do or you flip a coin. Like that was the other day. You flip a coin for what your sets and reps oh, are. Oh, yeah. I saw yeah. your post on that. Yeah. So and I always get the worst one every time. For the <laughs> for the dice roll one, I think I'm just going to skip it moving forward yeah, because like, I whatever. always roll sixes. And it's like, okay, you oh. got to do 85% for six reps for six Wolf. sets. It's Yikes. like not a one, not a single Come on. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, it's the, that's the dice roll. I guess so. Um, all right, that's yeah, that's really cool. I, that's one thing I saw yesterday. I'm like, wow, those are the way you do the programming. I love it. Nobody does it like that. No. So uh, for those listening that are interested, obviously I haven't posted on my social media. They're twenty dollars. So that's really all I ask Easy. for. Yeah. It's again, it, it, I don't want it to be. You know, you're dropping eighty to hundred dollars, and you feel forced to do it. Like that was another thing where it's overcomplicated. Yeah, or, people yeah. who bought them or th- were thinking about buying them, and who were like, listen. 
like the uh, bad day to be a bench was six weeks. And someone was like, listen, I got three weeks to work out and then I'm going back to yeah. uh, college and then I'll, I'm going to be doing, a, you know, the CrossFit or whatever out there. And I was like, listen, just it's twenty dollars, like buy it, do three weeks and then just come back to it later. Right. Yeah. It's like you don't need to or even the people apologizing. I'm like, oh, I did two weeks and my life got busy. I'm like, it's fine. Hey, whatever. It's, you yeah. Two it's, weeks. it's not. A, it's a good not thing. that program. Yeah. That's 12 weeks. And if you miss a day, you need to restart. Start no, over. No, it's yeah. just go have fun. Go enjoy working out and doing these movements it's not the 75 hard of uh workouts you can no, you can continue where you yeah want. it doesn't yeah. need to be i was like if you got two days they're four day they're four days the goal is to do four days a week that's how they're in so it's week one uh or you got week one day one day two day three day four like if you only got two days do days one and day two and then the next week just do days three and day four yeah. it doesn't really matter you know it works yeah, yeah it's, it's not it's a, flexible yeah that's nice um all right so Shifting gears slightly, um, so want to know a little bit more about kind of where you're at for nutrition, what you're taking for supplements, uh, kind of that aspect. Um, I just so for supplements, I just take a, a daily vitamin and then protein nice. powder. Um, you have any brands you like? Um, Target has it's vitamin something. It's like really thin powdered. Uh, it comes in a clear container. Um, that's really good. But at this point, like with my budget, it's just whatever I can buy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Let's see, uh, BPN. So that's what Bear Nutrition, right? Yeah, there. they're great. I've heard, I've had, I've really enjoyed them, and a lot of people really like their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you like greens or that, uh, what is it, the reds that they have? Okay, yeah. Um, but no, I think you know Target has this like name brand, not even name brand. You yeah, know yeah. What I'm saying? It's store brand. Yeah, it's yeah. Whatever. It's, it's great. as long as you're hitting those protein numbers. Do, yeah. do you do any tracking? Um, I used to at yeah. this point, I think I eat the same stuff. Like I'm yeah. very consistent you know with, with, with what I take. Um, premier proteins really good too. So yeah, like target yeah. sells the, the pre-made shakes or they have the protein powder. Um, I've recommended that to that a lot, uh, recommended that to a lot of clients as well. Nice. Um, but it really just, like there have been pre-workouts that people have loved and I've had bad reactions to where it just didn't feel yeah. great. Or, you know, a vice versa where I've had protein, that protein powder from Target where someone bought it and was like, it just upset my stomach. I'm like, okay, just yeah, yeah, yeah. stay away from take it. Take something different. Yeah. I've found that, like, when I first started training, I could take anything. But, like, I don't know if it's just, like, I'm 30 now. Like, I'm, my stomach's, <laughs> like, more sensitive. But but I've been, I've done pretty good on the gold standard. Yeah. Like, I can take that no problem and my stomach feels fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, for when I first got into it, I was taking just like the cheapest, like the six star nutrition, cheap one I could get at Walmart. And I think it was like 15 bucks for like a two pounder at the time. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, eventually I hit a point where I'm like, my stomach was not cooperative. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, and that, that was me with pre-workout. So about a year ago, I'd say about a year ago, um, I I was in so much pain. Like I took a pre workout. I don't remember what even what it was. Um, and like I told my dad, I was like, I I gotta go to the hospital. Like yeah. my stomach's killing me. Um, they found like a couple ulcers in my stomach, and they were like, no Did you take like a supplement? I was like, Yeah, I've been taking this pre workout. Um, and it's I really haven't holes in your stomach. I was like, I'm yeah. I'm like I really like I don't want to be taking this anymore. I'm yeah. not saying not to take pre workout, but it's like one of those things, especially you know, now with all these companies and these newer companies coming out, posting a ton on social media, like just really be careful in what you're taking. Totally. Um, it's just one of those things that just with monster, like even just half a monster is like plenty enough for me. And that's yeah, what it yeah. works. Right. I don't need to be, it's that's ideal. Yeah. yeah. You don't want, you don't need to be like overdoing it on caffeine. I need music. You know, yeah. if, if my music, if my headphones die, it's gym's over. You game know what I'm game I, over. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it hasn't happened. I carry two extra pairs of headphones in my bag. that are like the cords. Oh, there we go. Like these ones. Yeah. Yeah. So Good like, go. yeah, like the old, like iPhone ones. Um, and I'm like, 
if there's ever that day where my you know AirPods and those both kick the bucket, she's like, like all I'm, right, time for a rest. Day. I'll be that guy who leaves the gym. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What's what's your go to music? Uh, I don't. I'm on a big rap fad right now. Like okay. I, obviously the big booty mixes. Um, yep, were yep. great just because it's like you play and then you don't have to look at your phone. Like I'm not a big like look at my phone guy in the gym. Yeah. Um, but um, Future. I think Futures yep. came out with a new album. That's Did what he? I was listening on the way. Oh, let's see. Is what album was I listening to the today? Um, I never liked you. Is that newer? Okay. It came out this year. Okay. Um, but I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm big. Like if I'm if I'm getting after in the gym, it's pretty much all rap. Yeah. But I listen so, once in a while. I switch it up, but it's it's pretty much for a long time just been hip hop. It's usually newer hip hop, like yeah. Future. Little Baby's been like a big one of mine like this year, just in general. But uh, yeah, that that gets me in the zone for, for sure. Uh, my Spotify users, we have that group of fifteen uh, of us had a Squattober twenty twenty two playlist for Spotify. Oh. It's a little bit of everything. It's like rock, metal, uh, EDM. So nice. it's a good yeah. It's it's good for those kind of looking for a little bit of everything in the gym. All right, I'm gonna have to plug that into yeah, the uh, show notes. Squattober twenty twenty two Spotify playlist. Yep. <laughs> see it's got a decent amount we threw a bunch of songs in there let's see it is a couple four, hours yeah five hours long hey it's good for a couple if sessions you're working out for six hours <laughs> i don't know what to tell you. you're out of luck but um yeah switching switching um topics again so we, we covered nutrition supplements uh yeah. what are you doing for recovery because i know you said you um you had a little issue with uh with yeah. october and you were able to kind of like work on that and, and and get through it um so whether it be like Stretching, form rolling, massage, ice heat, like what are you doing overall? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of everything. I think yeah. being, um, it was great for me because this was second semester of athletic training. So I'm going to school with a bunch of athletic trainers who are learning how to assess lower body injuries. So yeah. I had a couple of my classmates look at it. Um, we do have like the uh, the Nordic boots at school. We have cupping. Nice. Um, we have game ready like in the lab. Nice. So just utilizing as much of that as I could. Um, but yeah, heating pad here and there, stretching, just moving, right? I think mm-hmm. obviously the big saying right now is motion is lotion. Yeah. Um, so just trying to move and, uh, you know, I ended up once it got bad enough writing my own like rehab program as well. Nice. Um, Good. But again, being able to be assessed by, you know, classmates and, and have classmates grasped in cupping, all that. It was great. Nice. I, mean, I get a little cheat code there. But That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's like literally being in class. Do you go every day? Is it, class uh, it was or? Monday through Thursday on nice. uh, the last two semesters. Pretty much every yeah, day. Yeah, and we got a lab full of everything. There's just a bunch of <laughs> kids ready to learn and excited to use the equipment. Like, hey, who, who wants to help me out? Who yeah, wants exactly. To, was was yeah. it your hip or your back? Or It was, so I think, yeah, it was more of a hip flexor issue, but okay. um, really what it came down to was like a weak glute. Like my my mm. right glute was so much weaker than my left glute. Um, so it was, you know, strengthening my right glute and then just like the my adductors were so tight. So loosening the adductors, you know, strengthening the glutes. Nice. Um, really is what it came down to. But yeah, foam rolling, like I keep a foam roll in my bed and we keep it in one of the TV rooms as well. Sweet. I'm just utilizing that, right? If you're just watching TV or Netflix, just like sitting on the foam roller and just. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. All right. So we're going to start to get into our wrap up. So last couple questions here for you. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing awesome. Yeah. Um, so this, this question, um, sometimes trip people up, but, uh, what have you found to be biggest roadblock? And this could be like your one-on-one clients. This could be like um, maybe F45. But what's one of the biggest roadblocks that you see for maybe new clients coming in or clients you've had for a while that gets in the way of their success? So maybe it's like 
um, with their weight loss or like gaining strength or being um, uh, accountable, like like falling off. Any anything you've seen consistently over and over again, like okay, this is a this is um, troublesome for people. Um, I think it's just the experience in general. I think a lot of people come in like. Because here's the deal. The people who like the gym and aren't afraid of the gym are going to the public gym on their own. So yeah. the people coming into um, either a one-on-one personal training studio, an F45, Orange Theory, CrossFit, are people who are nervous. They don't know what they're doing. They they don't they think they don't know what they're doing. Mm. They're, they, they feel like they need someone to tell them what to do. Um, I think it's just like the nervousness of being in the gym. Um, and I think that's what's important as trainers and healthcare providers is to to make a personal connection with these people. Like they're looking at us again. I'm 20. For those who don't know, I'm 25. So at my old job, my average client was like 50 to 55 years old. Um, you know, they're they're coming in, and here's this 20 year old who they feel like they don't have any connection with, yep. who feel like, hey, maybe this is a drill sergeant, right? I mean, a lot of the social media stuff you sometimes see is people screaming, do burpees, or um, what is the biggest loser, right? Obviously, yeah. for clients who are coming in being 50 years old, for them, their only personal training knowledge or what they know about personal trainers is what they saw on TV with Biggest Loser. So they're sitting there being like, this is what to expect. And that's not the case. So you need to need to making a welcoming environment. I think obviously like F45, right? You've been in yeah. that, right? So it, welcome. Yeah, it's you you come in, how are you doing? Like and we're already trying to learn about you, right? And yeah. it's not how much do you squat? How much do you bench? It's hey, like what do you do for work or what do you like? Like do you have family in the area? Like have you always been here? Like we're asking you questions about yourself. Um yeah. I think that's just like the biggest thing is is if people don't like the environment, like that's what's going to prevent them from really getting right? I mean I mean, you, I don't know, you can speak on it as well, but like once people get to the gym, they do what they're supposed to They're They yeah. get the work in, right? It's yeah. no one really ever comes to the gym and is 15 minutes into the workout and goes, I'm just going to leave. No, they, yeah. they, they come and they do the work, <laughs> they, right? They finish. Yeah. yeah so like, the work. it's just, it's human nature to, to kind of finish what we start. It's the, the problem is getting to the gym and that's, um, I think in, in that book with Michael Phelps, trainer, he always talked about, like, he just talked about, like, if you don't want to go to the gym, just put your, put your shoes on or precision nutrition talks about this as well. Like if you wake up and you're not motivated to go to the gym, okay, well let's just put our gym clothes on. Okay. Let's put our, our shoes on. Let's just get in the car. And then, okay. If you get in the car and you don't want to go, then that's okay. But like, Okay, you got Chances in the car. Are. Like, let's yeah. let's put music on. Let's yeah. just like, what's your what's your pre gym music? Let's throw that on. And okay, let's drive to the gym. And and again, if you get to the you drive to, you do all that, you get to the gym and you're really not feeling it. Okay, then take the day yeah, off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I think the the biggest thing is like, if you don't create a nice welcoming environment, like that's what prevents people from getting there. It's I think a lot of the times you in my experiences, people are like, I didn't want to come today, but like, I wanted to see, I wanted to talk to you. Right. Yeah. A lot of my one-on-one clients, like it was almost like therapy or meeting up sure. with a friend. Right. Cause sure. they were like, listen, I didn't want to come today, but something happened with my dog or I saw this new TV show and I needed to tell you. And that's why I'm here. And now, now that I'm here, I guess I'm going to, you know, actually get my, <laughs> my workout in. But like, that's really a big part of it is just like, and I've seen the opposite end. So with those clients who are 50 years old, you know, one of the questions we had in our questionnaire was, have you worked with a personal trainer before? And obviously we got no a lot of the times, but there was a good amount of people that said, yeah, I have. And the next question, the follow-up question was, well, how was that experience? And they said, terrible. And that mm. happened when they were 20, 25 years old. And wow. they haven't gone back to a personal training studio in 15 years because of that one trainer that they had a bad experience That's with. That's a great question. 
to ask yeah. in the intake form because if you didn't ask that, you have no idea. Yeah. And there's definitely some deep-rooted things that if you address those early on, it could just make the whole experience way yeah. better. Yeah. It's it, a great question. If it wasn't a good, que- uh, if yeah. it wasn't, uh, a good experience, well, why? What was yeah. the case? Why? Let's fix that. A lot of the times it was the environment or the personal trainer. Had, uh, you'll, yeah. v- I very rarely, very rarely probably hear someone say, it was because I had to do this movement in one program, right? They're not going to say that. They're not going to say it was a bad experience because of the movements. It's always because my trainer was, uh, he wasn't personable or they weren't personable. Um, they were mean. They, they weren't caring like, or the environment was, was judged. People judge, they were judging. Um, it was, I I don't know, like just people were stuck up. Like it's either the environment or an individual that ruins it. Right. It's not, Oh man, my trainer was great, but they programmed uh, Bulgarian split squats in a program. You're not gonna. That's not gonna ruin an experience for someone, right? Yeah. So it's funny you say that because just today uh, I was talking to a friend and he's like, "Oh, um, one of his buddies is getting into the gym like for the first time, like seriously." And he's like, "Oh, um, I was doing bench and I and I failed the rep and I had to like throw the plates off to the side and throw the plates off to the other side." And he goes, "Well, why didn't you ask for a spot?" Yeah. And he's like. Oh, everybody here is kind of like is mean. I'm, I'm like, oh, really? Like, and I could see that. Like, I mean, I guess knowing what I know now, like, I would always ask for a spot. Yeah. But like, if you're new and you're like kind of nervous around the environment, and like, I could definitely see that. Like, the environment is a is a yeah. big piece of it. You know, I think it. Social media has really gotten its hand on the fitness industry, and yes, there's some things that drive me crazy. But I do want to say that the uh, social media, the fitness social media aspect has really, I think, made the gym a little bit better. Um, For me, who goes to a public gym, people are talking to each other. Like, I think that it's being posted on social media to talk to that person who's lifting next to you and to make friends. And I think it is doing a lot of good uh, in that sense where, I don't know, like there was just one day last week where it was like, it was like a group of 18 of us strangers all just talking to each other. And we were just like, <laughs> you know, just like having a great conversation because I think like That's three of cool. us were having a convo. And then this guy was like, yeah, like I'm going to hop in. And it was, it was great. Like it was awesome. awesome. Like, and it's good to see. Um, and I think that's one positive thing that is coming from these fitness accounts being posted or the, you know, especially these, uh, fitness influencers on sure. TikTok and like showing those conversations in between sets. I think five years ago was montages or highlights of workouts, right? I remember again yeah. going back to watching the bodybuilders, like watching them like just lift a ridiculous <laughs> amount of weight. But I think now like with these uh, like vlogs almost where sure. you see people have a mic clipped to their shirt or to a hat or whatever mm-hmm. or a chain that you see those like in in between set conversations yeah. and how it is welcoming and stuff like that. And for those listening who maybe f- struggle to feel that way, you know, obviously there's spotlight syndrome where I can tell you as a trainer, like everyone thinks the same thing where they're like, Oh my God, everyone's worrying about, or they're looking at me, but I promise everyone's sitting there being like worrying about themselves. I can promise you that. And, uh, don't ever be afraid, especially for safety, uh, reasons yeah. to, to ask. And right. yeah, there are some individuals don't talk to you. I mean, you can tell who the, <laughs> if the, the individual who's grunting and screaming and giving death stares, everyone, maybe not, maybe might not be your spotter, yeah. but like there are <laughs> plenty of people. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those are far and few between. I think yeah. five years ago you saw a lot more. Like I remember being in a, at a gym in high school and college where that was like predominantly what was going on. Yeah. And I don't think like you still see those individuals. Um, 
and good for them. They're getting their they're getting their work in, but maybe just not the best spotter. And I think yeah. that there there's now people who and even you can ask uh, uh, employees, right? That's True. another thing that True. people don't think about is th- those employees are obviously there to help you and and have a good experience. That the person behind the front desk is probably someone who's into the gym and they can spot you, right? So yeah. those are all things. to I've consider. definitely done that before. Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah. you because a lot of times you get friendly with the front desk people yeah. if you go in there a lot, so you maybe know them the best. Yeah, so you can grab them like, hey, can you give me a spot real yeah. quick? So, um, yeah, one more point on that, too, is like a lot of times the biggest, scariest looking people in the gym are the biggest teddy bears. Too. Yeah. I mean, and that's <laughs> for those who follow me on Instagram. It's yeah. December 28th. I don't know when this will be posted, but um, obviously, if you on my Instagram, I look like, you know, a goofy dancing all the time person. But, uh, you know, when I lift, it, I get serious. And sure. I posted a screenshot today of of me giving a death stare to a post. It was not even anyone <laughs> to my right, but I'm giving a death stare to my right. And that's again, I can see how I can I can look. But I'm as anyone yeah, can yeah. probably tell in this podcast, not the case. Right. No, so, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was that's why I posted. it. I was like, listen, I for those who who think that uh who or I bust their chops for being serious at F45. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm the same way. Yeah, like the totally. athlete in me is like, yeah, yeah. In so, the zone. Yeah. So and the same thing. Uh, next question, which is basically the same question, but the asked in a different way. So yeah. if it's the same answer, we'll see. No, if that's it, but, right. Uh, uh, what, what have you found to be, again, with your clients, maybe F45, personal training, um, as you've been training, um, what have you found to be the biggest, quote unquote, keystone habits? So I, I took this word out of the book, um, Atomic Habits, which I really like. I don't know if you've heard of that one before or read no. it before. Uh, James Clear is the author of that. And it's just about like how to... Um, how basically your daily habits kind of make like who you are as a person. Yeah. So the keystone habit is one habit that can kind of like almost have a domino effect to like other habits. Yeah. Um, so it, one example, I forget who'd made the speech, but um, there's a guy, so like you even said like putting your shoes on. Yeah. There's a, there was a guy who had a commencement speech. I think he might've been like a Navy SEAL or something military. He was like, oh, most important thing is is like make your bed every yeah, day because it'll like yeah, you know it's that first domino it's the, yeah. yeah it's the, getting the the snowball rolling. <laughs> so the the question kind of relates to that. So what have you found to be the biggest keystone habit or tendencies for clients that uh, you've seen to, to make people successful? I think consistency, right? That's the word yeah. that gets thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. Um, I mean, that's for the client aspect is is being consistent, right? You can you can have the best program, you can have the best workouts, but if they're far and few between, you're not going to maybe see the results. And and it doesn't have to be about fitness either, right? With nutrition, right? It's being consistent, right? It's not about eating these super foods or whatever, right? It's just eating good foods consistently, eating good, eating more good foods than bad foods. I mean, that's really comes down to that. Or like that. you know, if you're if you're someone that has a glass of wine or is having a beer, you know, just limiting that down, right? Have more days without going going without it than with it. Um, I think as trainers, so to reword the question to trainers, it's it's being caring. I think that's the most important thing as us healthcare providers is, is dive into these people, right? They're not just clients and they're not just pay, uh, paychecks or just dollar bills, right? These are people. And if you learn about them, like that's going to get people in the door and that's going to uh, have people stay in the door, right? I think uh, one of my... I think something that I take pride in is clients that I trained years ago. I still keep in touch with and nothing about fitness. It's just like, Hey, you know, my son or daughter got married or this life event happened. And I was just thinking about you and, you know, hope things are well. Like that's just caring about those people is, is the most important thing. So I think as clients staying consistent for all of us, staying consistent, mm-hmm. um, 
right? You you can take a mediocre program, but if you're consistent with it, you're going to get more results than the best program that you do here and there. I like that. Um, and then as healthcare providers, I think it's important for us to, to care about these individuals, right? Like see the individual for who they are. I think for me, I have this like weird approach of like, everyone's got a story and it's so cool. Like if there was anything that I learned going into, uh, you know, I heard, I was, you know, told, all right, most of the clients are 50 years old. That's, um, that was my, my old boss was like, Hey, you know, most of these clients are 50 years old. Like, just to give you a heads up, I was like, oh, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to have anything in common with these people. But I, like half the time I was like the 45 minutes would be happening. Yeah. Like, I don't want the next session to happen because I want to learn about a lot of more finance people like finances or just like things going on in their life. Just everyone. Everyone's got a cool story to tell. Yeah, try to learn yeah. about it. Try to learn about them. Right. So that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on. Next question here. Uh, last last big one, I would say. But yeah. uh um, what's one thing that you think most people is true? And this, this may be worded okay. too long, but <laughs> what's one thing that you feel like most people think is true that they're actually mistaken. And another way to where this is like maybe a common myth around like health and fitness or a common misconception or even nutrition. Yeah. Um, oh boy. What's that movie? <laughs> uh, I'm terrible with celebrity names. I know anyone listening that knows me knows that that's the case. I'm but the same, so I probably can't what's help that? you. What's <laughs> that? There's a fighting movie where I think he he hits his uh, neck and they put him in like the halo. Oh, you know? but in that, I, I know this is like so cliche, it but it's a Rhode Island. It's based in Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. So, but there's the there's the scene where an interviewer asks him like, "What is the biggest lie you've ever been told?" And he goes, "It's not that hard." Like it's really like that's yeah. the thing is. You need to, people need to understand bleed for this. Yeah, it's a it, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie if you haven't watched it. Um, but again, going back social media and advertisements and everything has, has done a lot of good. But the, the problem is they're trying to sell you something or they're looking to sell you something. So they're also going to make it look complicated. They're going to make things complicated, right? Because if you make things complicated for people, they need to, they need help. Right. And uh, not to be so cliche or stern, but. I really think it's the truth of like things really aren't that hard, right? To 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 achieve the goals that we want and uh, to do the things that we want to do, it's not that hard. It's it's not easy either. We need to put right. in work, but um, it's achie- work. it's achievable. Like yeah. whether obviously you have uh, healthcare providers and and those support systems, right? Family or friends and all that, and and we want to utilize that. But um, I think that if we can just take a step back and and take a deep breath, like it's doable and it's yeah. doable within, you know, months and years. Like it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's not, can be done in a week. A lot of these things, but, um, you know, I, I want people to understand that with that support system and with a good approach, um, and, and a good mindset, like no matter what you put your mind to, you can do right. It's, and that's why I think there are some of those social media where you hear these really good stories and that's what I want you to take away or what people should take away from those those stories of someone I don't know who left their job and traveled across the country to to go pursue like they 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 are able to do that because things that's what life's about I don't know that's yeah. deep like we're getting deep no, here No I, li- I like but yeah, that you know I know what I'm saying that. like it, it's yeah, that's a great. I don't know. That's in my head like where <laughs> he's like it's not that hard, right? It, it's we can do this. It's doable. I love that movie partly because I just um, obsessed everything with Rhode Island since I moved <laughs> here. Um, so the fact that there's a movie like about um, Vinnie Pazienza, uh, Pazienza, like the boxer yeah, from yeah. Rhode Island. Uh, so I'm, I'm, and I was just trying to think of this movie the other day. So I'm so psyched you said <laughs> that. Um, but uh, I think what what you were saying of how like it's not that hard. 
I think really shines through with your programs. Yeah. It's like this is handwritten. There's doodles on it. It's simple. But I guarantee I'm gonna have to try some of them or even go through a full program. It's like I'm guarantee there's a great workout. Yeah, yeah. And like they're gonna yeah. you're gonna feel like you worked damn hard at the yeah. end of them. But at the same time, it's like there's not an eighty five PDF like explanation on everything that's going no, on here. No. It's just like here's a handwritten with some doodles, like this is your workout and just get after it. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's and, and not to knock anyone that does do it. I oh, understand yeah. the reason that they do it, but I think part of why they're doing it is is they're making it those 85 to 100 paid programs are making it more complicated so when you finish you feel lost right it's like i need <laughs> yeah. i barely scrape by these four weeks i need i need to drop another 80 dollars because yeah. i'm lost again and i don't know what's going on yeah, and that's yeah. and that's not the case especially with the programs and and you know no matter what gym or no matter what trainer you work with or whoever you see or whatever your support system is if if they're if they're making you think that it's that hard, then that's not a good support system, right? right. If you, even if it's, you're just friends, right? If your friends are telling you, you know, a, a, a abandon that goal or, or, you know, this or that, and then they stresses you out, like that's not a good support system, right? Yeah. A good support system should be telling you like uh, with PT, right? If there's an injury and your PT immediately goes, God, that's a tough injury, man. Like <laughs> I'm not, or if, if a PT ever told you, I've never seen anyone fully recover from this. Like what, yeah. what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's setting you up for failure. No. And, and, and you could take the most horrendous injury. A good PT and a PT that you should be going to is going to sit there and go, hey, this is our game plan, right? This yeah. is what's going on. This is how we're going to get to wherever we need to get. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to do this together, right? right? If you're going to a PT and you're like, man, you're messed up, man. Like, <laughs> then that, don't go to that PT. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's someone that's making it way too more, way too complicated. Right. right? And, that, and that goes big into, um, there's a concept, in the, I think the last five years, especially in the PT field, I'm sure in like athletic training is like the use of like, I mean, obviously being realistic with people, setting timelines yeah. with injuries, but like the use of like positive language versus like what they would call like a nocebic yeah. language. Like, and basically the, uh, this has kind of been a big field of study in the past five years of like the language you use, just exactly what you were saying is like, can actually alter someone's outcomes. Yeah, it really can. <laughs> That's it, like, you have huge. the placebo effect, which can be good or bad, but the nocebo effect is inherently negative. Like, okay, the way you're speaking about this can make someone have a worse out, which is yeah, I mean words matter. Yeah, no, they <laughs> it's do. Powerful. It's blown my mind that in the fitness industry, whether it's on social media or even just advertisements, where people like advertise that their workouts, their programs, their classes are tough. Like yeah, it's yeah. like, and and I get like, but same thing. Like I don't mean to bash it. It's yeah, not a great yeah. concept, but seventy five hard. Like that's just about being consistent, right? I mean that's exactly. Just, but I think a lot of people like go into it nervous. Because they're like, it's the 75 hard. It's got this like overwhelming, uh, you know, a, a whatever concept of it. And then the people who do it go, oh, that's that was doable. I can do more. Just right. One day at a time. Very few people <laughs> that I know who have done it go right back to their original habits on day 76. Right. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's it's just it's about being consistent right you've and, built so much momentum yeah. it's probably hard to go back to your but, habits at that point i'm sure yeah. you've seen it though but like the diagrams <laughs> yeah. where people post where they circle like another day done it's like black with like red it's like you know it's what I'm very saying? hard yeah yeah you know it's what i'm saying hardcore, it's like yeah. i think like it's got like this like red almost like gore to it like it's like yeah. what is that <laughs> diagram you know what i'm saying yeah. like it, it's just like you change the colors of that and it's a total different meaning to true. it it's like true you make it like blue or uh, i think blue and green are like common color like blue and like not black and 
right? Like, yeah. And you don't different call, psychology yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's totally different. It's I think interesting. Yeah, it's just. It, but that's the weird thing is like this approach of, oh my god, I I have to really like I've heard someone tell me like I have to mentally prepare for a week before I go into seventy five hard. I'm like, <laughs> and like Whoa. maybe that's the population they're trying to get after. But you definitely are. You're pushing a lot of people away yeah. just from that yeah. alone. You know, it could be more encompassing, but maybe there's like, oh, I'm just going to try to get after these people. Who knows? Like, but is that, you again, know? that's the reason I think the reason they're doing that is because I, the few people that I know have done it do it multiple times because yeah. they they go into it. They they kind of like, oh, my God, I just survived this. And then they get away from it. And then three months later, they're like they go back to they it. They go into it again. Yeah. But yeah. then precision nutrition, what do they use? They call it healthy or uh the healthy habits, right? The healthy lifestyle, right? Sure. If you really look same into thing. the concepts of <laughs> 75 hard and healthy habits, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> healthy habits that precision nutrition teaches yeah. is staying away from alcohol, trying to move every day, trying to work out every day, try to read, try to better yourself. It's the same concept, but healthy habits, right? People like do it for hundreds of days, but, right, but right. This 75 hard for some reason is like <laughs> you go into it, you're, you're into battle for 75, right? That's, it's another thing where they used to, their old diagram used to have a gladiator helmet and it's oh, like you okay. go into battle for 75 days and it's like, like why, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Why make it more, you know? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a, some people to tracks, but I think a lot of people probably, like you said, like it takes like a week to, for people to yeah, do it. It's so. nuts. It's nuts. Um, all right, so we're about to wrap up here. We're just over the hour. Um, so thank you for your time yeah, right of off course. the bat. But uh, so, last question I leave people with. Um, so I, the way I describe this is Highway 95. So do do you take that on your way to? Uh, Merrimack? Yeah. You, just, or do you go 495? It, de- it depends on like what time classes with traffic, but usually it's just 95. 95. Okay. Yeah. So high 95. Um, I know the the lawyer who has mo- more billboards in uh, uh, Rhode Island is Rob Levine. He's got a lot of the billboards. So <laughs> let's say you take his billboard for the day. Okay. So this is, this is a Tim Ferriss question. So that's that's, that's the way I uh, describe it. But um, so you get to put your favorite quote mantra or saying on that billboard for the day um so something to tell like your people in rhode island or just a favorite quote of yours uh, oh boy um let's see i don't know there's a, there's a couple good ones like I, I know for my baseball glove uh through college had success is the best revenge like that's you know Ooh. that's something right something that's to be with people where um you know for my competitive people you know success is the best revenge is really nothing better than proving someone wrong yeah um is this just for me? Is this for like? It's got op- open ended. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with that. Like, that's just something that's always kind of been close to home. Like, in and it's always something my parents have said. My mom, shout out to my mom, she listened to this. Um, I remember she got me a shirt in high school. I think my senior year that said success is the best revenge. But that's something that I've always says. You know, I it's kind of always sat with me. If there's if it's something personal, like if this is my billboard, just like that guy. You yeah. Know, I mean his. It's he's advertising himself, but you know he's sure. you know every time that he's in a car with someone or someone's about to make that drive that he's like, yo, look at me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe yeah. he's a good guy. I don't know. Maybe if he's listening yeah, to this, but yeah. um no. but but um I don't know. That's that was my thing. It's just like I don't know, like we we didn't touch on it too much, but I wasn't like a stud baseball player in college. I just I did my role, if yeah. that, and then I, I just put in the work. You know, I was a good team player. I knew kind of what the team needed, and I did my best to try and be that. Um, you know, I graduated in the first uh, kind of one of the first jobs I got at the one on one 
uh, that one-on-one personal training place, like had a lot of big names, like to be honest, like a couple big name trainers there. Um, and they were like, you know, you'll come in, you'll train like 10, 15 sessions a week and that'll be it. And it wasn't like, I worked my way up to training more than anyone else in that studio. Let's go. Um, and just like same thing with like, even just coaching now, like I'm, I, I always want to try to better myself. And I just like, I love being told that you can't do this. You can't do that. Like even with the programmings, like I was a couple people who like, for some reason have to tell you, like, no one's going to buy that. Right? Yeah. So when I started just posting the diagrams or little tidbits, like I had people reach out and go, no one's going to buy those. And I was like, that's great. I'm going to prove you wrong. Like <laughs> I'm going to show you that. Like, yeah, I, like that's not the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know, take for those listening. If you got those people in your life, just use it as motivation right there. Yeah. There, there's people that do that are just insecure and true. Um, just true. You know, just use that as your motivation for yourself, and you don't have to say anything back, right? If I'm sure, yeah. in your in our lifetime, we've had plenty of people kind of run their mouth to us in person and stuff like true. that. Just head down, keep grinding, just do yeah. what you need to do, right? And that's uh, that's what everyone should do. I think um, it's unbelievable that I I sat there and you know through college, high school, college, and being in my early 20s, working at this job with 50 year olds, training 50 yeah. year olds. You know, sitting there being like, okay, when I turn 30, 40, like the drama stops, right? Right. It's <laughs> when I turn 40 years old, the workplace environment's going to be super professional. And talking to these 50 year olds, it's just not the case. No, so no. it's never going to end. So it's we, not an age thing. No. It's more about who you surround yourself yeah, with. Yep. So, it. you know, in the workplace, it, it's something we can't control. Just do your best to just focus on yourself. Right? Yeah. We exactly. throw that in there. Yeah. So, I like that too. I, don't know. I wish you I had two some, billboards. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's got a couple. He's got something to spare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can just keep throwing out. Yeah. Just close. I always laugh with uh, some of the F45 clients that like one of these days, like I'll just take a class and just throw motivational quotes, right? Just, yeah. just do it. You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take or right. something right. like that, right? You're like, wait a second. So, <laughs> Nike, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, yeah it's just, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, use that for your motivation, right? And, and just, uh, I don't know, just focus on ourselves, right? It, yeah. It's, I've really liked where where mental health, the, the mental health aspect of of everything is gone, and um, you're seeing a lot of pictures and stuff posted on social media. I saw one actually on the way here where uh, someone reposted on their story, just like we have our bubble, right? And just control what you can in your bubble, and uh, you know, focus on that bubble, uh, the things that we love and enjoy, family, friends, loved ones. Keep it in your bubble, and anything that's you know toxic and not supposed to be in our life, just try to keep it outside of our bubble, right? So I like that a lot. Yeah, good. Um, all right, well. Great answer. We'll we'll wrap up with that. Last piece is uh, where can people find you? Is, is Instagram kind of the, the yeah, best Yeah, so way? Uh, I think all my social medias are the same. So it's at Dylan Grizenda. So D-Y-L-O-N. Last name is G-R-Z-E-N-D-A. Uh, I, I repost a lot of F45 and my personal training stuff. Um, again, the programs are there. I have a couple free programs. If you slide through the sliders, whatever those little highlights are called yeah, on the yeah. top. Um, on Instagram, I do have a couple informational videos. So going over uh, form check on squats and deadlifts. I think we have uh, my friend and I did one for overhead press. We have a um, couple hip flexor stretches, um, rehab stuff on there. So uh, hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll get back to posting more instructional stuff. But uh, Instagram and TikTok are kind of the way to reach. Um, again, Instagram's more about me. TikTok is more informational fitness stuff. Cool. So, yeah. Love it. TikTok's big. That's the future. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I think it's it's I think it's done a lot of good to give uh small name like not businesses, yeah. but like individual creators power. I think yeah. Instagram is kind of run a little bit more for businesses. Yeah. Uh, but TikTok you can blow up for being just this individual doing your own thing, which is great. That is awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well uh we'll wrap up with that. Perfect. Great to have awesome. you on, yeah, man. Thanks, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. It was great. Brody Strength signing off.